Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create amazing relationships. I'm Ramsey personality George Camel, joined by the illustrious Rachel Cruz, who also is my co-host on Smart Money Happy Hour. That's right. Here we are together, answering your questions, America. It's a very different show. We're very serious, very professional on the show, and then we have a good time on Smart Money Happy Hour. Just dishing, just talking like us old old gals. But this show is very different. You call in with your questions, and we will do our best to give you sage advice. And that comes from Rachel. So 888-825-5225 is the number to call. And Talon, I believe is how I say it, is in Provo, Utah. Talon, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Appreciate you guys taking my call. Sure. How can we help? Uh, yeah. So I am currently working on Baby Step 2. That should be end up. That should, or Baby Step I'm, Finishing baby step one should be finishing that by the end of the month. I'm kind of planning a roadmap for baby step two. I'm paying off all my debt. Um, and looking on paper, I'm seeing one of my cars that I have is uh, kind of ugly on paper and looking at the value of it. I'm upside down a little bit on it. Um, and I'm wondering if it would be worth um, taking out a loan on my 401k to pay down what I'm upside down in it and then to sell it from there well short answer you want to take that one george (laughs) i don't like this plan and we'll we'll talk about why um what is the car worth and what do you owe on it so i currently owe 26 uh five on it and the at least the kelly blue book value from what i've been seeing it ranges from um 18 to 21 and looking at similar cars on the market and it you know on different classified ads and, and that stuff like that um i'm seeing like 20 about, about around 20 okay so you're about six grand underwater how much money do you have in the yep. bank if anything i have very little okay and what's your income uh i currently make uh average um 65 a year okay and it's just you? how much overtime is given to me what is, was that are you single it's just you I'm I'm married and have two kids. Okay, and is is your spouse working outside the home? No, she we're we're on a single income. Okay, is she able to? Uh, she could, but we've kind of decided between the between between the uh, two of us that she's going to stay home with the kids. Okay, uh, what other debt do you guys have, Talon? Uh, I have, we have uh, her car. Um, and then we have which is how much student loans, which is uh, twenty four thousand, and we're right on track on hers. Like the um, car's worth twenty four. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. And then how much student loan debt? Uh, we have um, six grand. Six thousand. Yep. Okay. That uh, helps us. Okay, so back to the 401k loan situation. The reason you don't want to do that, the only time we would tell people, hey, tap into that 401k is in case of emergency, and by that I mean a foreclosure or bankruptcy, but never just to pay off debt to help you get out of this bind. And there's two reasons. One, you're going to uh, decimate all of the future growth of that money. And so if you take out a $5,000 loan, even if you're going to pay it back over time, uh, the possibility of that money growing for you in that time will hurt your brain to see compounded growth over the next few decades. And number two, you're going to pay taxes and penalties on that money, which means you're taking a you know, 30, 35% hit 
just to get out of this mm-hmm. debt. So I'd rather see you, see you use future income to get out of this mess versus trying to rob Peter to pay Paul. Yep. And I'll say this, Talon, you know, you guys are well over, you're getting close to your annual income and car debt. I mean, you guys are right at that $50,000 mark of car debt. And, and our recommendation is always not to have cars worth anything on wheels. We say engines and wheels more than half of your annual income. And so you guys are beyond that talent. And so, um, you know, if, if, if I woke up in your shoes, honestly, you got two kids at home, you have a wife, um, your family. And I'm like, I think I just would want some relief. And so if I were you, I would, I would look at selling both of these cars. You'll you'll have to take out a small loan for the difference and a small loan just to get, you know, to buy to be able to buy another vehicle. But um, Mm -hmm. I would just want some relief from this and the amount of stress that you're probably carrying over a car. Yeah. It's not worth it. Do you know what I mean? And you guys can go get a great car again. Um, Not, you know, it's not that you guys can never drive a a great car, but I mean, this is a lot of your income that is, that is wrapped up in car payments right now. I mean, how, how much, how much is your car payment? How much is her car payment a month? I'm just curious. So mine is about five eighty seven. Okay. And hers is five hundred. Okay. So over a thousand bucks would get over eleven hundred dollars. Yes. And then it, I mean, yeah. if you think about it, Talon, like you do that, and yeah, you'll have a small loan, but that means I mean that that frees up money to be out of completely out of debt in probably seven months, and then be able to save an emergency fund. You have no money in the bank right now, and so that's stressful. Okay. I mean, you guys are one life event or one decision away of this going spiraling down real quick and and not having the option of like should we sell or not these cars we're gonna have to to be able to do x y and z if you don't get a paycheck in right before they get repoed right i mean like that that's and i don't i'm not trying to like base all these decisions off of fear but it's just the reality of where y'all are and you're so normal talent like like this is what everyone does it's what everyone does but everyone you're not even special according to rachel (laughs) cruz but like it's just not worth the stress and as you're and you know and i have three kids at home and i'm like and just even the stress your wife probably feels of like man you know we don't have money in the bank like we don't have a lot saved so just the entire situation talent i would flip it on its head i would Mm -hmm. probably just sell the cars and just just for the sense of a radical change in your life it'll free you guys up emotionally financially and then reevaluate and be like all right what you know we want to buy something else so let's let's look at replacing it here in the next year you know what i mean like you, you'll have the option to do that soon right. but just for the moment of relief yeah. I, that's so almost you've what got I a few do. decisions to make so this is how it would play out talon you would go to your local credit union you'd get a loan for 15k and that would cover mm-hmm. your underwater portion and give you guys a little bit of money to get some beater cars we're talking you get a four thousand dollar car she gets a five thousand dollar car and the other six will get covered the underwater portion get it okay so then yep. you have these beater cars. You still have her car you could sell, freeing up that payment at that point. And I would encourage yep. you to do both. Because here's the other side of the coin. It's either this or she's got to get to work and bring an income. I mean, you, staying at home is a luxury Or you're going to be able to work extra. Or you're or you got to take yeah. on two jobs yeah, and to bring your income up to 80, 90 grand. Yeah, because by April, you guys will have your student loans you know, paid off. And then you'll have that $15,000 loan. Uh, and just working, and again, working extra cutting lifestyle all of it and i would i would want to pay that off in nine months you know what i mean like you look up next christmas you guys would be in a totally totally different financial situation yeah so. this is like triple bypass surgery is what you're about to go through but you're gonna have some big relief it. on the other side man relief so. and sleep 
You'll have peace. I'm going to give you three months of our budgeting app, Every Dollar Premium, to help you guys make a plan for all of this money because I want you to call back and celebrate with us when you're debt-free. Thanks so much for the call. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, listen up. When we invest, most of us have no idea where our money is going. But the reality is your investments could be funding social and cultural causes that you would never choose to support. With Timothy Plan, you can avoid putting your hard-earned money into things you don't approve of and invest in companies that line up with your values. With Timothy Plan's pro-life, pro-family filter, you can invest with moral responsibility while going after competitive returns. So while it's still true that you can't serve God and money, you can make your money serve your values. Contact your financial advisor today to see if Timothy Plan is right for you. Visit timothyplan.com for more information. Investing includes risk, including possible loss of principal. Before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objective, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at timothyplan.com. Read carefully before investing. Mutual funds distributed by Timothy Partners, LTD, and ETFs distributed by Foresight Fund Services, LSC. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell, joined by Rachel Cruz this hour. This is a show for you, about you, and the number to call is 888-825-5225. Now, as I mentioned, I'm uh, co-hosting with my friend Rachel Cruz, and we also co-host Smart Money Happy Hour, which is one of the hottest shows on the Ramsey Network, and we have a good time. I'll just say well, that. Why would why do you think that is? Here's my theory. Okay. I think people want a lighthearted, casual conversation, easy listening where they can laugh and then they accidentally learn something. Oh, that's good. That's I like the that. way I see it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you're kind of eavesdropping in a conversation with friends. You're yes. part of the happy hour. I don't know if that. you wish that we were your friends. That's I <laughs> that would be ideal. Rachel, obviously. That's been Rachel's I vibe. Be, I want to be your friend. Let's just say that. I'm not accepting applications for new friends right now. I have a newborn, Rachel. Priorities. But one of our episodes that we did that became one of our highest ones. Um, 113,000 views. Expl- and this is what it was called. Explaining our most hated financial advice. And for some reason, people really, the haters showed up as, as well as the fans. Yes. So we're going to go through that. You know, people, yeah. people do not like us sometimes. And we're going to talk about it. First it was up. also cathartic for me. Can I be honest? It felt good. To just like have my rebuttals. Oh, yeah. My retorts. Yeah, my retorts. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, you got that first one, George. This is this is very you. Thank you. I don't know if that's a compliment, but I'll take it. <laughs> the first one we say is crypto is a terrible way to invest and spend your money. We say it in all the crypto. I'm going to say dudes. It's not a lot. I just don't feel like a lot of the women I haven't ran into so, a lot of women. A lot of women don't get mad. Well, I think it's because the women. The way the guys do. The guys are like nuts. Women use something called logic a lot. <laughs> Whereas guys are like, it's like a flex. It's like, come on, man. Yeah. Crypto. Now, you know, women have girl math. And so they're not innocent That's true. Here. That's true. But we can yeah, justify some spending. Crypto, from the very beginning, I was just like scratching my head about crypto. And I thought, well, maybe I'm not dumb enough to understand. And the more I looked into it, the stupider it got. <laughs> and now on the other side of it, we kind of all know it was a farce. Just not good. Y'all. And the reason is, I'll give you a real reason. Crypto is not based in anything. It's just based on hype. When you even buy a single share of a company... You're hoping that the company produces more profit and revenue, whereas crypto is just, I made a coin. This is the coolest, hottest coin. Come get my coin. And so it's very multi-level marketing vibes. And so I always joke that crypto is just Mary Kay for young men for that reason, <laughs> which no offense to the Mary Kay ladies, okay? There are some, some yeah, diehard Mary Kay They're ladies. out there. So that's okay, that. The second thing people just 
yeah, they don't care for us on. Uh, you shouldn't use credit cards. Ooh. We talk about this a lot. That one a lot increasingly of, is controversial. Yeah, and people, you know, it's because the points and the airline miles, what they get from it, they claim is is worth it. Um, but when you sit in our seat, we talk to so many people where credit cards are not a blessing. It's not a thing that has helped people. It's actually gotten people into a lot of trouble and they end up being in a financial position where the credit card company is winning and they're not winning and we want you to win and then you can go through all the you know the amount of stuff that doesn't work when it comes to the points and the airline miles playing the game you can go through the moral side door of they get to you get these points and you get these this cash back and you get the airline miles and everything because other people are not paying off their cards banks make their money off of interest and so they're making all this money off of people that are struggling and then you know, reaping the benefits. So it's like, it's just a gross, it's, it's a gross icky. thing all the way around to me. And I'm like, if you have a debit card, like just pay for everything in the present and then go pay for your Southwest flight. Like just save just up and Just budget pay for and it. save up. It's so much more freeing. And statistically what you save by not paying on a credit card in turn could actually help you have hundreds of dollars throughout the year to spend on an airline yes. ticket that you pay for. And I'm going to call out all the Ramsey fans who won't, they're, they're what we call ish, where they go, I did everything, but I still have my credit card. I pay it off every month, Rachel, so I'm fine. And I've convinced a whole bunch of people to try a 30-day credit card challenge where they oh, just I saw this, put it in a block of ice and we're starting to get the results. And there was an interesting, someone just said this. I thought it was interesting. They said, a few months ago, I decided to ditch the Apple card and just use the money I have. I just wanted to try it out. They said, I've definitely seen a noticeable reduction in my spending and I've created more margin in my budget for savings. And they said, it's just the little things. There's something about checking my balance, inst- seeing it instantly go down after a purchase that really worked to op- optimize my spending. I go out to lunch less. I buy less extra stuff at the grocery store. You just make more intentional decisions. And when so it's your money. And you even if that's it. you, you're the perfect spender, as I call them. Yeah. You're still spending more than you would have. It's true. All right. Next. Uh, next. Save $1,000 emergency funds. People are like, oh, inflation, yeah. 2023. This is the same advice you all gave in 1993, you know. Shouldn't it change with expenses being higher and things being more expensive? Mm, that's a big one. And funny enough, when Dave came up with this principle, baby step one, 30 years ago, $1,000 wasn't enough back then to get the new HVAC system and cover the big life emergencies. Yeah. And so the principle of it is it's meant to be a starter emergency fund. It's, Dave started this because people were trying to get out of debt, but they'd have these little ankle biters that would knock them back and knock them back. And so it's the goal is to cover the ankle biters. If you have a big emergency, number one, we want you to have good insurance in place to cover some of that, the health stuff. Yeah. And number two, you pause the baby steps, you save up fast, sell stuff, whatever you need to do to cover the expense. Most of these emergencies are not the money's due today or else the right. house is getting foreclosed on. Right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, so yeah, the thousand dollars, it's meant to be a quick step to 30 days or less because we want you to get traction and so much of personal finance is is behavior change. And for some people, they can't even cover a $400 emergency in cash. Yeah, four out of 10 people have zero in savings. That's right. That's what we found. So even $1,000 may feel like an uphill battle, but when you do it quickly and you have it and you can move on to paying off debt, that's what it's there for. It's for the quick win. It's for the ankle biter stuff that comes up in order to pay off debt, which leads us to number four, George. Pay off your debt, smallest amount to largest amount, regardless of interest rates. This is where the math nerds show up. All the math nerds are like, why in the heck would you not pay off the... 25% 25% credit card versus like, well, the- you'll save $300 in interest, Rachel, if you pay off the highest interest first. That's so dumb. And I'm like, or you could have 
paid zero in interest if you never went into debt. So why are we having this theoretical discussion? Yeah. It's but, so silly. But the reason we do it, again, is what I was saying earlier, is, is these quick wins. And when you pay off that smallest debt, even if it's a $400 credit card bill that's been just like laying around, right? You pay it off, you start to actually win and you start to feel like, oh my gosh, I can do this. And so that's, it's a powerful motivator. Yeah, getting out of debt is way more about hope and momentum and progress than it is about mathematical interest. And we've done the math. The amount is negligible about how much you're really going to save right. by doing the avalanche. And I just have not seen people come in droves saying, Rachel, I did the debt avalanche and that's why we got out of debt. It's likely you'll stay in debt longer or give up or fall off the wagon if you don't see that progress yep. fast. All right, last but not least, uh, if crypto was yours, George, I feel like this, this is, is mine. <sighs> Married couples to combine accounts. You would think that I just told you. You got three heads, Rachel, to, telling us to do that. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't even, I mean, it, it, like, people get so mad. My last two. Where, where's the on, anger coming on from? On Instagram, George, my, my, the last two reels I've done about this, over like three million views each. And all in the comments, they're like, this woman is, says a woman, says a woman. Says a woman. That's what a lot of them say. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Can I go out on a limb and say those guys are single? And I'm like, yes. Just going to say that out loud. Oh, man. People get pissed about this. Well, they see joint bank accounts as she's going to take you to the cleaners. That's the very toxic mentality that some guys out there have. And I always have the asterisk, you guys. And, And on the show, we do this. And we've actually had callers that call in with situations and we tell them. The opposite of this advice. If there's an abuse situation, if there's an addiction that's not being addressed, like if there are things that you have to do to keep yourself safe, absolutely. Like, absolutely. I am not against that. But if you're just the married couple out there, both bringing in an income, but she My pay, money and her money. She pays these bills. I pay these. You go on vacation. They get the hotel. You get the food. I mean, your roommates. You are acting like your roommates. And it's never just about the money. It's never just about the account. It's the idea that you actually don't see yourself fully as a team and don't fully trust your spouse. And if that is you, then you need to ask like, okay, why is that? Because there's probably going to be other issues going on that are going to come up in other parts of your marriage. So Mm. we can go on and on about this, y'all. But I'm telling you, people that win with money when you're married, you see yourself as a team. You win faster. And I think you, and your your marriage becomes better. So many people have stood on the stage, George, to scream they're debt free. And they talk about how much how unified they are. Well, it's transparency, accountability, communication, you know, all the hallmarks of a great marriage. Be married. Be a, be a team. So anyways, they, there you go. Yeah, that is our most hated financial advice. And we love gonna it. Hate. You're only fueling us. <laughs> this is The Ramsey Show. Hey guys, it's Rachel. You've heard me talk about Christian Healthcare Ministries, a health cost-sharing ministry. But I want you to hear from one of their members. Abby racked up a lot of doctor bills with a recent pregnancy, but she said CHM shared all of her eligible pregnancy-related medical expenses, and their staff was consistently attentive, helpful, and considerate. That's Abby's CHM story, and it could be yours. Learn more and join chministries.org budget. That's chministries.org budget. This is The Ramsey Show. I'm George Camel, joined by Rachel Cruz this hour. The number to call is 888-825-5225. You jump in. We'll talk about your life and your money. Derek is up next in Minnesota. Derek, welcome to the show. Derek, are you with us? Hey, guys. How are you doing? We're doing yeah, well. Here. How are you? Pretty good. Uh, so my question is, Is I qualify for a VA home loan. I'm in college right now, so I'm not looking at buying a house, but... 
probably in a couple of years once I graduate, I'm looking for it. Okay. And I'm wondering what the advantage of your 15 conventional loan versus a VA home loan would be. Cool. Okay, so talk to us about this home purchase. Are you out of debt? Are you? Do you have an emergency fund? How far away are you from this decision? Uh, well, I got I got about a year and a half until I graduate. I have no debt. I'll have a fully funded emergency emergency fund by that point. And I already have a job offer afterwards, which would be roughly about $75,000 a year. Awesome. Way That's to go, great. man. Yeah. Crushing it. And thank you for your service as well. So are you a veteran yourself? Yeah, I'm a vet, I'm a vet myself. I just, just got out of the Army a month ago. Oh, oh wow. Amazing. Very cool. Okay, so let's talk through the VA loan versus the 15-year. So the 15-year loan is as conventional as it gets. So there's not going to be any special fees or anything like that. There's a set fixed interest rate, and it's a 15-year term, and it's that simple. The VA loan, uh, there's virtually no down payment. So the reason people find the VA loans attractive is you can get in this thing with 0% down. The problem mm-hmm. with that is that means broke people can get into a house which can make them broker because they have no equity and if the market shifts like it has been they could be underwater on this house with too big of a payment on top of other fees and so the va loan does have an extra fee called a funding fee which will add one and a quarter percent up to a little over three percent of the loan amount which will make your overall payments and your interest higher and there's also a lot of property requirements that you have to look into so there are some restrictions there and uh, do you have any service-connected disabilities? Uh, just a little bit, but nothing, nothing that affects my job. I just get a lo- just get ten percent for for that. So okay, it's not too much. There are situations where if your disability rating is high enough, that funding fee can be waived, which can make this a decent option. But those circumstances are very unique. And so, if I'm in your shoes, if you're going, hey, the fifteen year is crazy unaffordable, that would make me question if you're ready to buy a home. Gotcha. So I would want yeah, you to have a good down payment before you jump into yeah, this. Yeah, overall, Derek, the VA home loans usually are just more expensive because of all the fees and everything. And then just like George said, it doesn't require much of a down payment. And we always say somewhere between 5 uh, to 20% down. Um, so again, th- those are the those are the big differences. So if I were you, I probably would just go with the conventional 15% uh, or 15-year loan. Um and yeah, and you can compare different interest rates. If there's difference there, maybe that actually will save you. Um, if the VA loan for some reason has you know a, a lower interest rate, but I would I would ask um, ask around and look at your different options when you're ready to buy a home. I would not buy it while I'm in school. Um, and and also, I, don't feel like you have to buy just because you've graduated and have a great job. Yeah, you so you could while. even rent for a little bit. And I I mean, if I were you, Derek, I would I mean I would save up you know, five to 10% for a down payment, regardless of which loan you choose to go with. But I would probably just go with the 15 year conventional loan if you, if, I, if it were me. Gotcha. Does that help you out? Yeah, it does. I was, the only reason I was asking is because, you know, in like college, you know, a few thousand dollars feels like a lot, you know? Oh and yeah. So I always keep thinking about the buying versus renting for a couple of years after graduating and whatnot. And, Stuff like that. So, no, it's great that you're thinking that far ahead. And what I would do if I was in your shoes is start crunching some numbers and go, hey, the homes in my area that I would want to go for are $250,000. Okay. So, how much down payment do I need to get that mortgage payment to be about a quarter of my take home pay of my after tax income? And so, that'll help you start to get a picture of 
what you're actually aiming at. Because right now there's this pie in the sky of I want to be a homeowner, which is great, but having those very specific goals is going to help you take the next steps. So thank you for your service. We're wishing you the best, man. Joel is up next in Modesto, California. Joel, welcome to the show. Hey, George. Hey, Rachel. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. How can we help? So my wife and I are on baby step two. Uh, We just moved into our home into September. We're renting. And essentially, uh, we're down to our last payment, which is my wife's car. It's a 2019 Kia Soul. And we are just debating about whether or not we should sell it um, and get uh, a return on that and clear up all of our debt. Mm. A return, you say? Tell me more about this return. What's the car worth and what do you owe? Yeah, so currently we owe 5600 So by the end of the year, it'll be about five grand. And then uh, we could flip it for about ten, between ten and eleven thousand. Okay. You could sell it for ten to eleven thousand. Yeah, if we did private sale, that's oh. uh, that was the KB. And then you take that five grand and get a different car. Yeah, I was thinking either just another Soul or just anything that we could get that was you know relatively reliable. It is our only car, and uh, my wife and I both work. How much do you guys make a year? So currently, uh, I'm per diem. I'm looking to get a full-time job, but uh, our income's a little bit variable. But I would say we're in between the thirty-five to five thousand a month bringing in. If we're both, if we if we both have a good month, it's about five grand after tax. After tax. And in California, I, f- I feel like that would disappear pretty fast. Yeah, well, um, it definitely goes by at the beginning of the month. Our rent is fifteen hundred, which is actually pretty good for our housing situations. We have a three bedroom, um, but yeah, it does it does go by with all the expenses and groceries and such. So yeah, um, I mean, Joel, if you guys found another great car for five grand, you could do this deal. But also, you know, if you told me it was twenty grand, that's one thing. But five grand, five you, can grand you guys can knock fast. that out. Just, yeah, keep paying on it. If it's been a reliable car, I don't know that it's worth the spread on this thing. Yeah. Because what I don't want you to do is call us back and say, hey, we got that car for five grand. It's given us a lot of issues and it's our only car. Now we're in a real bind. So we're going to go get a new car for 50 grand. That's usually the emotion, the emotional roller I mean, unless y'all found a car for that price that you guys that you feel real good about and you're like, yeah, we're great with this. And it's, I just don't know that it's worth the hassle. Yeah. But, um, but it's just five grand. I think you guys can just pay that off. Okay. Yeah. No. And honestly, we were we were thinking that. That's that's what my wife has been trying to tell me. I think just uh, just the weight of you're the ready for it, Joel. You're ready to be done. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm this ready is like you throw in the towel, but like and, we can just clean this. And up. this is your last debt. So, how much debt have you guys paid off in this process? Uh, yeah, we. Funny enough, we actually paid uh, my wife's thousand dollar credit card the day after our uh, daughter was born. <laughs> Good. So we've been, um, We've been doing good, and uh, I want to say altogether we've paid off about about four or five grand, yeah, since we've been okay. married. Awesome. Good for you guys. That's awesome. I think increasing the shovel is going to be the key to getting rid of this getting debt Getting your faster. job, yeah. I would have an aggressive goal and say, hey, we got to be able to throw a 1000 bucks a month of this thing and be done in under six months. Then you go, okay, what's the mm-hmm. gap? We can throw 700 a month now. How do we get an extra 300 bucks a month? Yeah. I'm going to go do these side hustles. Yeah. You go do this. That to me is ve- that motivates me to find out what the gap is and then yeah. get there and set a goal that's a little bit uncomfortable for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you say um, 
would you say that with our daughter, she's four months old, um, would you say that we're still in a little bit of stork mode? Because I guess that's kind of my only hesitancy with, you know, I want to knock out the debt, but I also want to be here for kind of these, you know, this precious first year. So what would, what would you guys say about that? Well, stork mode is usually, hey, well, let's wait until mom and baby are home, they're healthy, they're safe, then let's continue. And so technically you're outside mm-hmm. of those uh, those boundary lines. And I think at this point, the best thing you can do, your four-month-old is not going to remember dad doing side hustles right now. Yeah, I was going to say, mm-hmm. Joel, it, yeah. it only gets harder, if I were to be honest. So for now, I'm like, I would just put my head down, get it done with. And then you're going to look up and be like, okay, we're free from that. We can get our time back and all of it. So um, I think it only, because then she's going to be looking at you and being like, dad, dad. They're going to start talking. And then you're like, I don't want to leave. I don't want to free. It's really encouraging, Rachel, as a father of a now two-month-old. She's like, it's only going to get harder, no. you idiot. Good luck with that. Thank you. Very encouraging. Great. Congrats, Joel. You yes, guys are doing con- awesome. You guys will get there soon enough, my friend. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Camel, joined by Rachel Cruz. Hey, if you're a new listener to the show, first of all, welcome. We're glad you're here. Don't know what brought you here, but, you know, we're we're blessed to have you. And if you want to dive deeper on all the stuff we're talking about, the Ramsey baby steps, so on and so forth, you can go to RamseySolutions.com and click on the Get Started button, and we'll help you figure out the next best step for your financial journey based on where you're at today. That's RamseySolutions.com. Click Get Started. All right, let's get to the phones. Isabel joins us in San Diego. Isabel, welcome to the show. Hi. So I'm a freshman in community college here in California, and I'm 16, and Whoa. I have a guaranteed spot uh, transferring to whatever institution I like tagged to. And my parents are moving out of state this year, which means I only have one year of in-state tuition, and I have a I will have a full ride if with that in-state tuition. And I have enough credits where I can graduate in one year after I transfer. But in order to do that, I would have to pay 12K for summer classes in total. And that would be the only cost. And if I do it in more than one year, it would cost me over 60K for the living expenses and everything. So this is my only option. So your options are pay 12K or 60? Yeah. And so 12K is obviously what I'm going with. Um, And the thing is, my parents cannot afford that 12k is way too much especially in a couple of months and there's no way they're going to be able to afford it i can't work a job um i i'm currently taking 30 credits i'm going to be taking 36 next semester and i also homeschool my sister i just do not have the time to work a job and also my parents commute so there's no way for me to get to a job there's a plethora of issues i can't work a job i can't save up for it so the only option would be loans The thing is, I'm going to be 16 at the time, still, at the time where I have to pay it. And my parents don't want to help me take out loans. So I think my question is, how do I convince them or find another way to pay for it? Okay. Um, Wow, there's a lot going on here. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, First of all, are you like some kind of prodigy? I'm so confused and impressed at the same time. No, um, I graduated high school at 15 because I took an exam where in California, like, they discontinued it this year, but they let you graduate early if you pass an exam with certain things. So you yeah. are a prodigy. <laughs> no. You're really no, no, smart, but, uh, well, but for real. But for real, though, Isabel, because that's going to be part of my answer. You said you're graduating just, in one year. Okay, so so I want to make sure I get all this right, because I think there is a plan, okay? I, I feel very <laughs> hopeful. I feel very hopeful. Okay, so you are, you are 16. You are in community yeah. college now, uh-huh. and it's free. Uh-huh. And you're, yes, but but really. the problem is your parents are going to be moving out of state. When are they moving out of state? 
uh, at the end of this year. And for the you for the college I'm going to be transferring to, um, you can you they do your tax forms for financial aid the year before. So I'm going to be a resident for this year, so it'll be free. But the next year, so my second year there, it won't be free. So I have to do it in one year, okay. which I can. Twenty twenty four is what. Like yeah. in twenty twenty four. Twenty twenty four to twenty twenty five is when I'm going to be transferring, and that's going to be my only year. And that's going to be your year, but it's still free then. Yeah, it's still free, free. except for the 12 for the summer classes. Okay. So my question is, what state are they moving to? Uh, um, Nevada. And, and are you not going with them? Uh, no, because I'm going to be transferring. It's cool. So, so you're going to be, gonna be li- you're going to be living by you're going to be on your own at uh-huh. six, at 17 years old. 16, and te- 17, yeah. 16, 17 years old. And you are going to be technically, what, a junior in college with your credits? Uh, with my credits, I'll be a senior. You'll be a senior. Okay. So how many credits are left with this 12 grand? Because uh, I understand the summer school thing. So how many credits are in the summer school program? Okay. So I'm going to be transferring with 70. I need 120 total. I'm going to be taking 20 over the summer, which is doable because I took 20 over the summer. But, but, the, but, the 20, then, but those 20 cost 12 grand and you can't do that, right? Yeah. Okay. Those so twenty cost twelve grand. So those don't count not. because you may not be able to do this summer. Is what I'm is what I'm going to be getting at. So, but you'll be able oh. to get a hundred of the other credits done, free, right? So you have twenty credits left, and the twenty credits do what after? Uh, I'm transferring with seventy. I have to do twenty over the summer, and I'll have thirty left in the year, and those are free. The thirty left are free. Okay. So you have twenty. You have 20 credits that you need. They cost 12 grand. You don't have 12 grand. We're not going to tell you to take out loans, Isabel. So you have 20 credits left to get a college degree. Yes. So what I would do, Isabel, is I would look at schools in Nevada and I would say, hey, I'm going to for a year stay here in California, get it free. And then in order to get these 20 credits, I'm going to be moving schools in Nevada. And here's the beautiful thing, Isabel. You are brilliant. You are 16 years old as a basically a junior in college right now. And so whether it takes you for those 20 credits, a full semester to do, you're used to do it. You're, you're doing double that now, right? So, so you're going to be doing half of that in Nevada, taking in-state tuition from your parents, applying for every scholarship and grants. And you're gonna and you're gonna do it. It's gonna look a lot different than your plan, but I'm telling you, Isabel, I at 16 years old, I would not take out twelve thousand dollars. I don't. You're not even able to because your parents won't pay for it or won't sign it, which is good on them. I'm proud of them. I am. So I think you you're gonna have to look at multiple options and and lower your expectations some. And and there's no rush either, Isabel. Like I know, like you're moving you're, a million miles per you hour. You are, and you're doing all of this because I get because it's free, and you want to take advantage of that. So I'm all for that. But everything else can just take a breath, take a breath, and you can slow it down, do it over the course of a year when you're 18 years old and work part time and do it then and and graduate debt free. You know, the the rush and the urgency is going to cause you not to be able to have the capacity to look at all the different options out there. And it may cause you to make a bad decision because you're so laser focused on one way. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, I just like had a question about that. Cause I thought about that too, like taking credits in Nevada. The thing is they don't, um, for UCs, 
they won't transfer it. I called them and everything. They won't transfer those 20 credits. So I have to take those 20 credits over the summer. So my plan kind of is contingent on convincing my parents to co-sign it. No, and no. And it's like really stressful. No. <laughs> I Delete would not that do that. Plan. Don't do that, Isabel. No. You, I would look at other options. Maybe you don't go to this school. Maybe you just go to Nevada. Go to Nevada with your parents in the year and go to school in Nevada and get scholarships and grants and graduate from a school in Nevada. California, there's other places that have degrees other than just California. <laughs> if yeah, telling, This I'm, plan I'm, is I'm, so contingent big, on every variable working, which I'm, scares me. Yes, and if I'm your big sister, Isabel, I'm like, this mm-hmm. is not, it's not wise. We talk to so many people on the show, Isabel, so many people. And they are still paying off loans. Almost every caller we have with debt still has student loans, and and mm-hmm. and there's a way around this. And and I'm and I feel confident in that because of how freaking smart you are. And so the scholarships and grants and everything else, like there's still going to be there's going to be options out there for yeah. you. The other piece of the puzzle is you said you're homeschooling your sister. Where is she going? She is um, okay. So I'm going to stop homeschooling her because they expect me to transfer by the end of this year. Um, one of my brothers is going to start staying home and doing that. Okay, wouldn't that free up some time for you? Um, it's going to be by the end of next year. So f- still for this um, semester, I'm going to be homeschooling her still, and next semester. Oh, you're so, but your parents are moving without her. Without her? No, no, no. They're, they're going... Um, okay, so for this year, from 2023 to 2024, I'm going to be homeschooling her, and then they're going to move at the end of this summer. Oh. So, Yeah. And then my brother's going to go homeschooler. But okay, yeah, can we delay their move? Why is it, what's the urgency for them to move? They're buying a house, and they've already bought it. I have no clue, but they said we're buying a house. We're moving. It's um, they probably went out of California. <laughs> my mom's been here for fifty years. She's been paying taxes since like longer than I've been alive. It, she just yeah. does not want to be here. I anymore. know. Yeah. In my head, though, I'm like, if I'm able no. to let my daughter go to school debt-free by sticking around for a few more months, I'm like, that right. would be ideal. But it sounds but like that's, that's not part of the yeah, equation. Yeah, I mean, that, that that's out of your control, Isabel. You're not going to be able to, to Oh, man. So, Isabel, I mean, I honestly, girl, I would just be looking at other options. And you're so young. It's not like you're 24 still trying to get your undergrad degree. I'm like, you have time. Time is on your side. So slow it down. Slow it down and look at options. Do this wisely. You don't need debt, Isabel. You don't need debt. Don't need it. And here's one more piece of homework since you're very good at it. Go watch our free documentary, Borrowed Future. You can watch it on YouTube. Go to borrowedfuture.com. Check that out. And you'll see why Rachel has such urgency. I'm proud of you, girl. To help you go to school debt-free. I, I think you're smart. Great. You got this. That puts this hour of The Ramsey Show in the books.